Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle. I am your host, Jenny Gwen, and I'm so grateful and excited that you are with me this week. Today's topic is a little unusual, but as you listen to the podcast, you will see how it applies to your life. We're going to talk about Google reviews. Last fall, my husband and I traveled to Michigan with our youngest son, Jackson. We flew into Grand Rapids and then traveled up the West Coast to the middle of the state to Traverse City. It was our first time to visit and explore Michigan, and we weren't familiar with the area at all. We decided to give our son the job of being navigator and tour guide. As we would drive each day from town to town, Jackson would research the area to see which attractions we needed to see, and then he would guide us to them. He would also research restaurants by checking their menu on Google, reading their customer reviews, and looking at pictures of the food. Gary and I enjoyed not making any decisions the entire week. We handed it all over to Jackson. We loved seeing each day what Jackson would come up with. He often chose unique places to visit or restaurants that pushed us out of our comfort zone. Like our other boys, Jackson is a foodie, so that week we tried some new types of food. It was a really fun trip, and it was, it's a trip that we have many fond memories from. What we realized during the week is that Google reviews are really important, and they give you lots of insight on certain locations and restaurants. They influence your decisions and your plans. They allow customers to publicly post a review based on their thoughts about their experience with a business or an attraction. You could say that Google reviews are the modern day's version of word of mouth. Not all reviews are positive. In fact, the positive reviews can create more business, obviously, but the negative reviews can send people elsewhere, thinking they're going to get a better product or better service in a different location with a different business. So obviously, businesses want to make sure that their reviews are positive. Researchers, this is so interesting, have found that from 18-year-olds to 34-year-olds, the number's 91% to be exact, trust online reviews as much as recommendations from family and friends. Google reviews are expected to be authentic and honest so that the public can make educated decisions on where to spend their money and their time. 
It is fair to say that Google reviews are important and valuable. They're something that our, our society relies on and uses. So let's imagine that you can also create Google reviews for people. What would your Google reviews look like? How would others rate their interaction with you? Would they be positive reviews or negative reviews? What would your Google review or would your Google review be overwhelmingly positive? Would it be negative? Would it be sort of indifferent? How would people, the people that you come in contact with every day on a daily basis, your family, your coworkers, your friends, the clerk at the grocery store, um, you know, somebody you see when you're getting gas, how would people rate your interactions with them? Your interactions with others are very important. It isn't so much what they think about you that matters, but how you show up in that relationship as your authentic self. Are you, are others able to see Jesus in your words and actions? If you go to church and claim to be a Christian, do your actions with others point to Christ? We know people who could get the perfect Google review by being superficial and fake. So that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm encouraging you to do is to be aware of how you interact with others on a regular basis. Do you act with patience and compassion? Do you jump to conclusions and respond in anger or irritation when things don't go your way? So let's start with your spouse. If your spouse were to give you a Google review, how many stars would you get? Would your spouse say that you are usually patient and understanding? When you're together, are you focused and attentive to the conversation? So let's just be honest here. Gary's review for me at times might sound like this was given a friendly welcome, but was easily distracted and focused on too many things, so she didn't really listen to me. So he might give me 3.5 stars. I have a brain that is usually going a million miles an hour. I have to hit the pause button and make an effort to listen to Gary or whoever is in front of me. I will be super honest and tell you that he often gets frustrated with me because I ask a question about something he's just told me. It isn't intentional that I don't listen. My mind is busy thinking about something else. Or sometimes he catches me in the middle of a task and I have a hard time going from one thing to the other. But this is a perfect example of how I need to be more present in our interactions. So even though I may greet Gary, I may be friendly, I do easily get distracted and focus on too many things at one time, which means I'm not listening or focusing on him. What about a review from your children? How many stars would they give you? How would they review your interactions on a regular basis with them? Do they feel comfortable talking to you? Do they feel seen and heard? All right, one of the greatest joys in my life right now is being a grandmother. I love my time with Penny and look forward to babysitting and spending spending as much time with her as possible. 
I am hoping that if my son were going to give me a review, it would be a five-star review as a grandmother slash babysitter. Maybe his review would go something like this. My mom is always eager and willing to babysit. She often adjusts her schedule so that she can spend as much time with Penny as possible. That would be great, right? Now, a review from my middle son might be totally different. He might give me only a few stars depending on what our most recent interaction, how it went. Again, if I'm honest, his review might go something like this. My mom tries to control my life. She has good intentions and it comes from a place of love, but she tries to force her ideas on me by sharing what she thinks I should do. At times, I don't think she listens to me and what I want. So he may only give me two stars or three stars, depending on the conversation. So how do you show up for your kids? Are you willing to adjust your thinking and beliefs to meet their needs? Or do you find yourself trying to control them? When I find myself trying to control or manipulate Grayson, it comes from wanting him to be successful while wanting him to avoid mistakes and failures. This is something we all do as parents. But as an empty nester who now has a 32-year-old, a 23-year-old, and a 19-year-old, I have lots of experience with adult children, and I know that it is impossible to prevent them from falling on their face. They are going to make mistakes. They are going to face failures in their life. I realize that my job is to support them by taking a step back and allowing the mistakes while monitoring how I react and respond and how I can encourage them. So how many stars, what would the review be like from the cashier at the grocery store? What about strangers? Do you greet them from a place of respect and understanding or do you dismiss them and think they're not worthy or worth your time? When you look at them, do you see the face of Jesus in them? I always try to thank people with a smile and kind words when I'm out and about. Many people who work with the public in stores or restaurants experience all kinds of reactions from customers. Some are positive and some are negative. And we know that post-COVID, that stores and restaurants, a lot of businesses are short-staffed. And so tempers seem to be higher. Um, People are getting angrier and irritated quicker. And so... It's a little bit different than it has been in the past. So when you're in line at the grocery store and it's 12 people long because they only have one cashier, how do you respond? What kind of review would that cashier give you? Would would she say, she acted with patience and compassion as she waited in a long line? Or would the review be, she huffed and puffed while she had to wait a few extra minutes to check out? Which one can you relate to? What about a phone conversation with a customer service employee? We've all found ourselves 
on the phone, trying to resolve some issue and talking to somebody in a different state, often a different country with a different um, accent, and it can be a little tricky. So in that phone conversation, what kind of review would you get? Even if you'd been on hold, even if the, it was, you were having trouble resolving the issue, how many stars would you get? Maybe this would be a review. She was rude and only focused on what was wrong. She didn't listen to me and the solution I could offer, so she became angry and hung up in my face. Sound familiar? Or maybe this could be your review. She was very kind and knew that the situation wasn't my fault. We worked together for a solution to her problem. So we can see how each of these is a different way that you can react to a circumstance or situation. How you interact with others truly does make a difference. There are situations that are easy to maneuver and that will bring you much joy. They'll be easy and you can breeze through them. But in life, there will always be circumstances that bring frustration, anger, and injustice because of what you think about them and what you believe. Here's the truth. You can always choose to act with kindness. Being mean and rude doesn't make the situation better. In fact, many times it makes it worse. So here's what I want to challenge you with in this podcast. I challenge you to be aware of your interactions today and ask yourself every time you interact with someone, your spouse, your children, a coworker, your boss, um, the lady at the bank, whoever it is, what kind of Google review would that person give you? How many stars would they give you? What would they say when they wrote out the review? When you think about that interaction, could you have handled things differently? And when you are interacting with others, are you reflecting Christ? Can other people see Christ in your words and in your actions? And then finally, what kind of review would you give yourself? Would you give yourself only one or two stars because you believe that you don't do enough or that you don't measure up to everyone else? Or would you give yourself five stars across the board? Do you tell yourself when you give yourself only one or two stars that you should be a better wife, a better mom, or a better Christian, that you should do more and be more? Now, for many moms, the self-review might sound something like this. She should try harder to make everyone happy. She should be good and stay on track with her weight loss goals like other women can do easily. She should do more around the house. She should be able to complete her to-do list each day. Or here's the last one. She's just okay. She's lacking because she isn't pretty, fashionable, or skinny as other women. Her sense of style is tired and boring, but you know what? She's a good person. So many times when we think about ourselves, we are full of judgment and criticism, and that's what these reviews reflect. 
So when you think about yourself, how many stars would you give yourself? What would your review sound like? You are probably your worst critic. Is it possible that you could give yourself more grace in your relationships, in your vocation, where you're called to serve, in the workplace? Is it possible that you could give yourself more grace? Instead of one or two stars, could you give yourself more stars? Could you acknowledge all of the good that you do, all of the things that you accomplish, instead of only seeing the things that don't get done or the mistakes that you made? It's a matter of where you place your perspective. So here's the point of this entire podcast. You get to control the narrative of your life, which means that you get to decide how to react and respond in every situation and with every interaction with others and with yourself. The way that you can control your Google review is by being a living, breathing example of the kind of person you are called to be. Be the person others seek so that they can see the face of Christ in action. Wouldn't that be a great Google review for people to say that when they spoke with you or when they interacted with you or when you came through their line at the grocery store, that they could see kindness and compassion, that they could see the face of Christ in you. So as this podcast wraps up, I'm going to leave you with one question. What if God gave you a Google review? What would it say? How many stars would God give you? Something to think about. All right, friends, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the people that you have placed in our lives. We thank you for our spouse, our children, parents, siblings, um, all of our family and friends. And Lord, we ask that you just fill our hearts with the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can guide our words and our actions. And in that moment where we feel frustrated or defeated or the anger starts to rise up, we just call on the Holy Spirit to guide us so that however we respond, however we react, that we reflect your love and your goodness, so that when others see us, they see you. Lord, we ask that you bless our families, our communities, our church communities, our states, our country, and the whole world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you next week. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle, or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com. Or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyseanwilliams.com. 
That is music by Sean, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com. 